You're listening to A440 Podcast with Ed Rudisell and Kevin Franzen. Long-form interviews with underground musicians. Brought to you by Creative Zombie Studios. Find us at a440podcast.com and on Instagram at a440pod. Welcome back to the show. I'm Ed Rudisell sitting here with Kevin Franzen. Kevin, how are you? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, man. It's been a it's been a long week. Been a long two weeks. We were just talking about that for a year, <laughs> you know, a little Fuck. bit of everything. But uh, jumping into the show today, we've got Chris Morrison, who actually got a well. We had to. We had to bring him on the show this week. It was a requirement after uh, Mr. Kyle Shaw dropped your name and uh, some pretty nice compliments uh, on the last episode. And so it was it was inevitable to have you on it eventually but i mean we had to do it immediately after that so uh it's like a it's like a stream of consciousness man <laughs> <laughs> well damn thank you both uh, and thanks kyle i appreciate having me on <laughs> <laughs> i was just thinking you know like he made a mention of when he you know kind of developed his stage presence and because somebody had called him super uber chilled out on the stage <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm like, and then we just followed up with another like death metal guy that's like super uber chill. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So uh, yeah, man, you, you've got a pretty cool history. You know, you've been playing, you've been part of the music scene uh, regionally and, and nationally actually for for quite a while now. So um, uh, you know, you want to talk about the bands that you're playing with now? You you started off, uh, you know, I I knew of you from you know that was the the band that Kyle gave you a shout out when he was said he was like 16 old, uh, <laughs> Carrie, yeah, and then uh, now you're with you just dropped an album with uh, your band, uh, which is uh, yeah, Mother of Graves, yeah. yeah, we just uh put out an EP on Wise Blood Records, um, yeah, I almost called it the title, I was like, yeah, you're with, uh, that's why I stuttered, I was like, uh, yeah, no, uh, no, it's uh, In Somber Dreams, Insomber is, Dreams. Is the name yeah. of the album, yeah, yep, In Somber Dreams, yeah, so um. Yeah, real excited about it. I hadn't played in a band in a number of years. Last band I was in was Bullet Wolf, and uh, that ended when our, our vocalist sadly passed away. And mm-hmm. um, that was kind of the start of this band. Um, the songs took inspiration from that mostly. And so, yeah, I got like two of the guys that played in Bullet Wolf with me, along with uh, Ben and Brandon, to do Mother of Graves. And yeah, here we are. Yeah, man, to kick us out. I mean, when I say just dropped, it's only been like, a few weeks now at this point. I think, yeah, is it a month? January. Yet? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's dropped. Well, I guess this is April <laughs> it, already. It does, <laughs> it does feel like a couple weeks. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah no, no. it's already mid April. Yeah, it's like January time. 8th or something like that. But yeah. Right on, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a badass album, but. I want to kind of go back a little bit, you sure. know, uh, because you've been all over the scene doing a lot of things, and that's uh, obviously a common thread with a lot of the local musicians, you know. Um, but you, you are a guitarist, yep, um, songwriter, uh, all these all these fun things. Um, but you know, where did it start for you, uh, metal wise? I mean, when did you really get into it? Uh, were you a musician first that got into metal, or were you like a kid that just got introduced <sighs> to heavy shit? I mean, you know, how how how'd that path go for you? Man, okay, so you're taking me way back. Uh, <laughs> right, yeah. I was a kid, you know, obviously, and I was into music. I was, like, you know, like, recording, like, Michael Jackson and Duran Duran songs, like, off my boombox on sure. cassettes or whatever. And then, uh, you know, I, I started skateboarding, and skateboarding mm-hmm. was probably the gateway into, like, the heavier stuff. I'd buy Thrasher magazine, you know, and see yeah, the ads in yeah. the ads in there for the punk bands and the hardcore bands. And then... Uh, what was it? I was at a, a skate. Did you, did you keep the Duran Duran tapes after that? Dude, I love Duran Duran. Duran Duran's great. Are, <laughs> I was going to say, they are so underappreciated mm. for the fucking bass lines in that shit. Like, oh, it, killer, man. I mean, I'm a bass player, so I, yeah. I love listening to that shit. Oh, it's fantastic all around. Great songwriting. Great, The bass is fantastic. Um, 
So yeah, Thrasher so, magazine. Yeah, so giving you that. So that's really it was just reading that. It, you know, probably curiosity. Yeah, and then you know I would go like hang out you know at skate shops and like we'd be skating in the parking lot and I saw one dude with like something like on his grip tape and it was like Slayer. I'm like, huh. And I asked my buddy, like, I was like, what's Slayer? And he's like, oh, man, it's like this raw, raw, raw stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. So, like, um, I immediately went home and fell in love with Slayer. <laughs> and, you know, so, uh, you know, and it just went on from there. I just kept checking out new shit. Um, you know, of course, I was into early Metallica and, mm-hmm. and you know, Megadeth and Anthrax and all that thrashier stuff. Um, and, like, local hardcore bands and all that sort of thing. Uh, but then my... He's now my cousin-in-law, something. He um, gave me a cassette tape with obituary and carcass on it, and it was just all over after that. Like, yeah. I was just down the rabbit hole. So, yeah. The rabbit know. hole goes deep, man. Oh, God damn. It does. <laughs> it does. Yeah, so, I mean, I played in, uh, like, me and my buddies, we started, like, this band that became About the Fire. I don't know if you've ever heard it. It was, like, a melodic hardcore band here locally, like, back in the early 2000s. Um, but... Like so, we started early incarnation of that. But as I was getting into death metal, we started Harakiri back in 1997 or 98 or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, Let's look it up on uh, yeah, yeah, right. Encyclopedia to see if they've got the yeah. dates right. Although they, don't they have you listed incorrectly in a band? Though? Oh, I'm sure they do. Yeah, I forget what they said. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, was I, in, I was in like Blockhead, but I was not in Blockhead. <laughs> Blockhead <laughs> right. was awesome though. Um, but no, yeah, I barely knew how to play guitar. But we started the band anyway because playing covers is harder than writing your own songs (laughs) you know and it's fun i mean we all kind of start in that i think path you know you start with covers because at least you have a framework yeah yeah. so like and you just songwriting is just a a whole other process i'd much rather write songs so i mean that's what we did man like i was you know whatever 19 20 years old and we recorded a couple demo tapes and then we ended up getting signed to a willow tip records back in the day uh, one of their early signings they've gone on to bigger and better things they're a nice big label now but mm-hmm. yeah that, i mean that was super fun so you know that all led up to being in harakiri which like set all this other stuff into motion yeah for sure i mean that are you writing music um with mother graves are you one of the principal songwriters or is it more a collaborative effort you know it started out just me writing and then like writing by myself like mm-hmm. I, before even a band i had like half the ep written but then i brought uh i talked to ben you know who played in harakiri with me i was like hey dude you want to do something and I'm like oh sure and so like he's he totally dug what i was doing and like helped me write uh, the rest of those songs on the ep we brought brandon in brandon did all the vocals and now we're writing collaboratively as a band but the yeah. ep was written basically by ben and myself with brandon uh doing the vocals sure and, and that's lyrics. that's a beautiful thing that, like that was it's easier to do now than it was when you were first starting out like in it, you know your first signing in, in the mid-2000s <laughs> i mean it was yeah it's so much more affordable even just over the last oh, couple of years the equipment is it's ridiculous i mean we have to pay to go in the studio and like mm-hmm. hopefully we wouldn't fuck it up too bad <laughs> and here we are now just recording at ben's house for literally free you know other than the cost of the <laughs> sure. microphones and whatever was was uh in somber dreams recorded uh in home studio absolutely wow yeah. sounds oh. fucking great yeah i mean no y- ben knows what he knows what he's wow. doing man you yeah, know yeah, yeah. it was just on reaper with um uh, you know, just whatever like equipment he has laying around his home studio. He know, he has a good ear and knows exactly what he's doing. And then it doesn't hurt that Swano mastered it too. So. Right, that's what I was getting ready to ask because you know getting it down on on I say on tape. I guess it's not on tape, but you know getting getting it recorded is one thing. It's but, still you on know, tape. The mixing, yeah. yeah, the mixing and mastering. That that's where the real magic comes in. And I, I think mastering is just it's a dark art. 
Oh, yeah. I, I don't even understand it. You know, Ben mixed it and did a great job mixing it, and then Dan just took it to a, like another level. I think it sounds great too. I'm not gonna, you know, shy away from saying that. But man, he just added that extra emphasis on it. Like, and you can hear every single instrument if you want to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. it it's it did I a great listened job. to it on the way down here. And, oh, nice. And, oh, yeah. And now that you said it was <laughs> recorded in a home studio, yeah. it's like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely wouldn't have guessed <laughs> that, that, that although. Nah, <laughs> but, you know, hell I mean, no. the equipment is definitely uh, more affordable than it's ever been. I, you know, I just set up my studio last year. In fact, I was I, you know, yeah. texting with Chris about equipment and things like that, you know, because I've been out of the loop on that stuff to much, <laughs> you know, against any uh, sort of progress. I mean, it's like I, you know, you, you can't ignore the technology, and you know, yeah. And then you know, '90s and stuff when we were playing, I, I just was never the gear guy, and oh. that was a mistake. I should have been. Yeah, I had a Tascam four track. That's what I used yep. to yeah. ride on back in the day. <laughs> we need to get a fucking Tascam like uh, sponsorship for this show because that's the third time in <laughs> three episodes that we've we're just like this is sponsored by Tascam four tracks and like just exclusively the four track like nothing that they've made post nineteen ninety two you know where you had to make mix it down every fifteen minutes so oh, you yeah. can add on one more guitar track. <laughs> yep, absolutely. By the time you get to the end, you can't even hear the first seven parts of the recording. You're like all you hear is just like the little riffs or the guitar doubling. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Fun stuff, but you know, uh, the, the this new album. We, you know, going back, my brain's just exploding with stuff. Too much caffeine today. But you know, you talked about how you got into metal, and then you know, heavy into death metal. Like when you started into like Carcass, yeah, and Obituary, and all that. And and that's really, I mean, the vibe. Like I love that old. I guess it's not that old, but that <laughs> hard carry shit, man. And like it was. Yeah. I mean, that's it was fucking heavy. It was in your face. It was brutal. It's. A, 180 degrees from what you've got going on with the graves. It's like, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, yep. the shit is like fucking heavy, but it's definitely a different vibe. I yeah. mean, like, what are you reaching for there? Because again, you were the primary songwriter. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're putting this together, did, was there a plan to like put a band around it or was it just fucking around at home? Um, you know, there in the back of my head, there was a plan, you know, like that, like Harakiri, yeah, we were like a technical, like more, you know, brutal death metal assault or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I had one and didn't want to do that anymore. You know, mm-hmm. been there, done that. Right. A lot of bands can do that way better than I can these days. Um, and, you know, I wanted to do something and the, I was listening to a lot of Catatonia. I bring Catatonia up every, you know, interview I do just because it was such a huge influence on this album mm-hmm. and it's you can totally hear it just and I, question. you know <laughs> just yeah I'm you know Check. whatever I I love that band and I'm not you know it, you can obviously tell um no in this band was literally formed around the passing of like my best friend mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. I was it was a dark time um you know Catatonia is a dark band like the early stuff and it was really speaking to me and I was like just, you know, I would sit around and play acoustic guitar at night after the family went to bed and I'd just be like writing these things and I'm like, ah, you know, I want to do this. I haven't, you know, I haven't been in a band in a while. And right. so slowly over the years, you know, I just um, kept compiling riffs, you know, on my iPhone here in my, in my notes or the voice mm-hmm. memo thing and eventually had enough stuff to throw some songs together. And I was like, you know what? Okay, we're doing this. So got a hold of Ben and originally Matt um, from Harakiri got him to do songs, uh, one song with us. And then he had other things going on, so he didn't want to do it anymore. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, you know, it was a definitely intentional to not be brutal death metal type stuff. We wanted to, you know, have melody and have songs because um, I've never really had the opportunity to write melodic metal before. Like mm-hmm. in any of the bands, it just didn't make any sense. You know, Bullet Wolf wasn't doing that. Harakiri wasn't doing that. And just it's what I wanted to do. I wanted to write sad metal songs. So 
Yeah, it's like, a lot more, <laughs> there are a lot more layers than seems. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it's it's thick. I mean, it's a very rich feeling. Yeah. Um, you know, it you got like the depth of each tune. That's why I, I'm just you know I think Kevin you know hit the nail on the head when he said it just it doesn't sound like a home recording. Which of course anything can be a home recording now, but like you just don't expect that kind of like. Uh, really beautiful, rich sonic landscape. Yeah, and the the atmosphere that's created in all the songs is just you know aside from you know the melodic parts, that's another thing we're going for is atmosphere. Just overall vibe of the song was almost more important than any other aspect of it. We just wanted it to sound like dark and gloomy mm-hmm. and full and, and rich. And like Ben really, you know, he did a lot of the guitar layering. You know, after I'd lay down like my guitar parts, he'd come in and add these other elements and add some synths here and there, just like really like tastefully and like... Dude, super <laughs> tastefully, man. Very that is, so. Obviously, that's a hot topic with metalheads. And, you know, I mean, since synth has existed, you know, yeah, like, yeah. does it belong in rock music? And, you know, I'm I'm on the fence on it. Like... I've heard it done really well. Yeah. And there's some that I just kind of let it go. Like Dio. Yeah. Like I'm not going to shit on Dio. Fucking it's goddamn <laughs> Ronnie James Dio. But like some of that synth, like, you know, you hear covers of it and then the, co- you know, whoever's covering it will like just switch it over to another guitar part. And yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. I like that more. But like, honestly, I think that you guys would have lost so much had you like pulled that out, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, it was a conscious decision to kind of start putting that in there. And even like one of the new songs we have, you know, we're not ever going to like go overboard with it and, that sort of thing, but uh, it's definitely going to play a part in some of the new ones too. So that's great, man. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I think it, that, and that was in my notes to to ask you about because, um, it, you know, it, you can do so much at home now, and when obviously there's when you're recording at home, it's very easy to have you know MIDI controllers and keyboards and yep. things around, and you know, I do it in part of my songwriting process. Uh, I'll just kind of do the quick melodies here and there because I'm not really I'm not a great songwriter, you know, um, and I think it's just because I I've never push myself to really kind of do that and i mean how does your songwriting process go i mean do you like sit down you're like okay i'm gonna fucking write today some people just it like comes to them you know i yeah. hate when i hear interviews with people i just heard an interview uh i think by uh or of uh, uh, valerie june she was on uh, you know a broken record with rick rubin and she's just like oh it just comes to me i'm like man yeah, that no, must uh, be nice not you everyone know? is max cavalier i have to sit down <laughs> right yeah i mean i have to sit and like i can maybe you know kind of get something but then i really get stuck in my own head and like it's like writer's block yeah. all the time yeah no i definitely feel that greg pucciato from uh, dillinger called mm. max cavalier a, a riff pisser <laughs> <laughs> Well, see, yeah, that's the thing. Like, it, it just depends. Like, sometimes, yeah, sometimes things will kind of just come to me, and it'll be like, oh, yeah, okay, I got this idea, and I can actually, like, make my fingers do what my brain's telling me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's rare. Usually, uh, you know, I, I try to play guitar, like, with writing as a purpose, you know, three to four times per week. Just, like, wow. go out to my garage, and I'll, like, try to come up with something. Once I come up with, like, a riff that I like, um, like today, for example, I did this today. Um, I came up with a chord progression that I liked, you know, and just started, you know, got in garage band. It was just kind of building on it uh, in my head and then trying to figure out what I was thinking and laying down tracks here and there and just erasing stuff and starting mm-hmm. over. And, you know, once I get like a little bass like that that I like, you know, like a good chorus, a good verse or just like a good riff, it usually comes fairly easily after that. Um, but God damn, there's times where it's just I can write like hundred riffs but none of them work together and mm-hmm. if i try to put them into a song it's fucking terrible right <laughs> so, yeah no that's why it's great to have bandmates to like collaborate with like brandon's great for that brandon like plays guitar too and drums he's does everything so you know and ben i'll just throw like a riff idea i'll text it to him and they'll be like oh yeah we can 
put these two together. It's very rare these days that I write like a whole song start to finish by myself. Like that hasn't happened. I mean, on the EP, maybe the uh, the last song on the EP, I think I wrote all by myself, like all the guitar riffs and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, though, it's been collaborative. Like Deli- just, Deliverance. That was deliverance. Yeah. There you go. I couldn't even think of it. Thank you. <laughs> What's funny is we had all these like working titles for the songs. Then Brandon came in and, and renamed them. And sometimes I still get confused as to what song is, is what. Yeah, there's always like the, when you know you're playing there, and, and there's no title to the song, you always have like the working title, and then it just sticks in your head. Yeah. Like, I mean, the last band I played with, or I guess not the last one, but the one I played with for the longest, you know, we just would come up with just dumb names like, oh, that's, that's the wrestling song. <laughs> and you're like, you know, and then it just becomes that forever. Even after it has like a legit lyrics and everything, yep. you're like, oh, hey, just play the wrestling song. And, <laughs> well, that's awesome. I mean, are, you, are you writing uh, lyrically as well, or uh, is that part of. Um, that Brandon 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 does all that I can't write lyrics for shit so like it's all on him like Mm. when when we did the EP you know like I had certain ideas like for Deliverance um, what the music meant to me so I kind of expressed that to Brandon and he kind of you know wrote his lyrics you know based on my feedback a little bit but that yeah that's his game He, he I wouldn't change a thing that he does he's fucking phenomenal so I always enjoy that personally when like the vocalist is like got that much input because you know Otherwise, you know, you're really just there to provide the music. And, and you know, I, I, there's definitely something to that as well, because it's something that I, I can't do. Yeah. You know, despite it sounding like I can. <laughs> no. I've I, been uh-uh. I've really been trying to, you know, get my voice uh, in shape to be able to do my own, like, death metal, like, growls and stuff, because <sighs> uh, it's really tough. And, it you know, you can really fuck up your voice. And we talked about that with Kyle, like, yeah. you know, kind of warming up. And, but, you know, when again, I miss the collaboration. Uh, you know, sitting in my studio is like, I can get riffs here and there written, and you've heard a few, you know, tracks yeah, that I've no. done. But you know, you kind of hit a wall because I play really well with others. <laughs> you yeah. know, like I've been a bass player my whole life, and I never wanted to be the songwriter. So now that I've kind of moved over to guitar, like ninety percent of the time, songwriting is great, and, man. It's, it's so much yeah, fun, and and I really I, get more inspired I when I'm with have people. That, that I, I can I can read music, I can read tablature, I can play. Yeah. Um, when I was when I was back in band, um, you were like a music major in college, weren't you? Well, it's going to be, yeah. Jazz performance, oh, that's right. jazz you studies, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I couldn't solo for shit. Yeah. Um, my solos had to be written out. Like I couldn't just improv on the spot, uh, and that's something that never stuck with me. And I, I think you know, if you practice enough, you can eventually get it. But there's some people just don't have that. Um, yes, yeah, I, I can. I can listen and I can be honest uh, when it comes to tracking and layering and mastering and all that but i i can't it's it's hard for me to find a starting point mm-hmm. see i don't have the technical chops i mean like right granted i played in a, i'm gonna like say a, right yeah oh no, yeah you, you, you don't at all you <laughs> no like i mean i played i mean i can play obviously like i played in a, a technical death metal band but like you put me up there with like somebody and they you know you want to play like a king diamond cover or something like that i was like man no i can't like let me go like work on it for like a week right, and then right, yeah. <laughs> you know I can't just like get up there and figure this out. I mean with that's you. the way my brain's always been too because I mean I'm a, I was always a rhythm guy and I also was a jazz performance uh, guy in my twenties and like I my biggest problem is doing the uh, melodic stuff. Uh, you know I can't make a guitar sing. I, my brain just immediately wants to quantize everything. Yeah. Like, and so it's just choppy. You know I mean I can solo here and there and I've learned a few like of my favorite like Slayer solos or Metallica solos from the old school stuff and like I can get it done 
but it does not sound like I'm soloing. It sounds like I'm repeating yeah. you know, like <laughs> the notes on a page, like Kevin just yeah. said. He was like, I mean, yeah. like, it's it's why, and that's a it's a hard thing to do. You know, that really differentiates uh, you know a band that knows what they're doing, one that doesn't, um, or that is isn't hasn't found their footing yet. Is being able to listen to them perform or listen to a recording in when it clicks together, but it actually also feels uh, very comfortable and and loose and almost like I mean. I don't want to say, you know, sing because it, it is a song. I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> but, you know, that really kind of separates it off when it, it doesn't feel squared off. Um, and, you know, there's these days there's a lot of like technical death that you hear or I mean, technical, really any metal genre. Sure. That just gets insane. I mean, it's like, you know, they took Dream Theater and they're like, how can we make this more difficult? And, yeah. you know, and it's like it's cool to hear um, here and there. You know, again, it's like I can't listen to it all day long. Same. It's neat. It's cool, but it appeals to like the geeky musician in me, yeah. just in the same way that prog rock did when I was, in, you know, in my teens. Like listening to, you know, somebody noodling, and it's like, okay, cool, that guy's a badass. <laughs> but like, it's the songwriting aspect, and I think that there's not enough weight given to how difficult that songwriting process is. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I can't listen to a lot of that stuff anymore. Um, but because nobody's really writing songs with it. Like you listen back right. though, like Cryptopsy, they wrote some killer songs and they were just like going ape shit back in the day. But their songs were there. I mean, there were themes throughout it if you were paying right. attention. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of bands like that, but that a lot of them are just like throwing technical riff trains together and that's mm-hmm. just super boring to me. I, I got one <laughs> that you should check out. Um, I heard it the other day on Liquid Metal because now that Sean is doing yeah. all the... <laughs> yeah, every time like Jose Mangan goes on vacation on, on Liquid Metal, like... The programming changes to like more underground and like a lot, a lot more B sides, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. But uh, it's it's the Tony Danza tap dance extravaganza. I think we played with them back in the day. I actually their recall. their newest <laughs> album is fucking wild. Okay, and getting like into that technical shit. Yeah, and there's yeah. a YouTube uh, video of one of their uh, members tracking all the guitars, mm. and it's nuts. All right, I need to check that out. Yeah, that's always the hard part as well for me to, you know, kind of wrap my head around is that that, that studio aspect of it and tracking everything. Uh, one thing we didn't really get on, kind of just bullshitting because that's what we do. <laughs> but We're good you at know, that. The, it, like there is a big stylistic jump between Hark Harry and, and uh, Mother of Graves. And, I mean, what, I, I know everybody hates to to label their own music, or I guess you can. What what are you being labeled as? Uh, you know what is have people called it out there? I guess that or, would be a, or if you were to describe Mother of Graves yeah. to someone that has never heard it, who would you say? Hey, do you know who this Captain is? Kanye. This is yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, I mean, we're lumped into like the death doom genre, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think that's fair enough. You know, I see ourselves as a death metal band. We're not. I mean, we've got some doomy parts for sure, but I mean, we're a lot more, you know, up-tempo than, yeah. you know, your, yeah. like, funeral doom bands and things like that. Um, you know, melodic death doom is fine with me. That's a fine tag, whatever. Um, comparatively, you know, like, I mean, always Catatonia, just because that's always there. I listen to Catatonia every day, and it's ridiculous. I'm obsessed. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, October Tide, wearing the shirt now, like, that sort of thing. Um you know, just melodic death metal with a you know sad, mournful vibe yeah. is kind of like without the clean vocals. I got like a kind of like an Opeth feel. Yeah, I mean, oh god, I love Opeth. You know, especially the early stuff. The newer stuff's fine too. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's, it's got an atmosphere to it, and mm-hmm. that's kind of like I said, what we're going for. Yeah, melancholic. Yeah, I think a lot of times when people hear like you know doom or funeral, and they just like 
it's slowed down. It gets into that like droning. Yeah. Uh, like I mean, I know everybody loves like sleep. Sleep. I and, just <laughs> pallbearer and yeah, yeah, and it's just you know it's not up my alley because again, being like a, a thrash guy, I mean, I like the the up tempo stuff, but I mean that's not exclusively what I listen to, but. You know, when you hear that, you kind of think, okay, this is going to be a 25-minute, like, droning song. And that is not at all what <laughs> no. you guys have going on. Like, it's, it's, I really love the songwriting. I think that the, the length of the songs is it, is perfect, you know? It's not a 25-minute, thank you. you know, fish metal fish, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, no, so, like, I would say it's doom in atmosphere more yeah. than, like, slow totally. style or whatever. And, and it's a conscious thing for us to as songwriters to like not write that 11 minute song mm-hmm. you know, unless that's necessary you know it might happen in the future i'm not going to rule it out right but everything we have i think is at six minutes mm-hmm. or less for sure yeah. um and because we try to we get bored easily with music and we don't want to write things that are boring i mean every mm-hmm. single thing that we put into a song has a purpose if it does not fit if like we get find ourselves getting bored with it we figure out a way to change it or we pull it out mm-hmm. i mean you should have seen how many like I could show you on the shared drive we work on, like how many versions of these songs we went through before we made the final cuts. And some of the early versions sound absolutely nothing like the final version. Right. Just because we were, this part sucks, it's gone, you know, or this part's too long, let's cut it down by, you know, eight bars or whatever. So how many of you are in, in the band that are, you know, kind of bouncing back and forth and doing all this? How many of us? Yeah. Um, I mean, now it's all of us. Originally, it was like just me and Ben and mm-hmm. then Brandon. But um, but now, since we finally started to be able to rehearse again, it's it's all of us now. So yeah. So is are you leading the charge when it comes to like, hey, I think this is too long. Let me let me make my edits, bounce it to you, see what you think, dude. Um, or is it literally just somebody raises their hand and like, hey, I would like to. Uh, Put my two cents in. Yeah, no, we're all very open to feedback, and so, and we're not scared to tell each other if you know, like, now that kind of sucks, <laughs> or like, now sure. I'm not feeling it, yeah. you know, yeah. um, you know, like uh, the same thing. Yeah, yeah, no, like, um, so I had this song idea, like that, basically a whole song written. Um, you know, I thought it was okay, you know, and Brandon's just like, ah, not feeling it, man. Like, I'm like, okay, back to the, you know, yeah. back to the drawing board. You know, it's, I think that one's still going to work out with the, some tweaks here and there. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're open to feedback. I'm not offended by it. You know, I want some honest bandmates, which is fantastic. So you said you guys put together uh, the band um, really kind of uh, because of the death of your vocalist uh, yeah. in Bullet Wolf. Um, you know, how did you guys end up getting put back together? Because I kind of remember that happening in real time and seeing a lot of posts yeah. happening. And uh, I mean, it went from like a very somber, you know, to, to call back to the album title um, time. And then... Um, once you kind of had assembled the initial crew, like there was a lot of excitement coming out from you, uh, you know, on social media and all that. It was just like, a, you know, the, like that extra lifeblood and, yeah. and kind of, uh, I don't want to say distraction, but something to be able to like kind of deal with the death of, of such a great friend. Oh, dude, absolutely. No. So like just down the street from here um, in Kuma's parking lot across the street, uh, we got it was just almost uh, around this time of year, too. No, like Bullet Wolf had our last show, fantastic outdoor show, like with the garage doors open. We played with Big Business and, you know, uh, some other bands, um, local bands and whatever. And yeah, and then later on, you know, the next, early the next morning, Jeremy passed away tragically. And it was, it was, yeah, it was super fucking rough. You know, everybody in town loved that dude. He was fantastic, you Mm -hmm. know, musician, Mm -hmm. friend, bassist, like best bassist I ever played with. Fantastic. Um, but yeah, and then so like TJ and Don, now in Mother of Graves, I mean, they were in Bullet Wolf with me, and 
you know, we were like, man, we, we got to keep playing. We're not going to do Bullet Wolf, obviously. And then, God, mm-hmm. it just years passed. You know, people do their right. own things. Those guys were playing in other bands, awesome bands. Um, so I just toyed away writing songs. And then when it was time, you know, it's like, hey, remember, guys, we talked about, you know, doing something. This is that something you guys want in. And they were like, yep, yep. <laughs> so, wow. That's so, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, we've been friends the whole time, obviously. But uh, it, it, it's just like, Yes, it's so easy to play with those guys, and, and same with Ben and Brandon. I pay, I've been playing with Ben, you know, since 1998 or whatever. So it's just it's easy. We rehearsed for the first time, like with everybody, just like not long ago. Like yeah, like we a, saw it on the socials. Yeah, like a month ago, like just everybody, yep. like in person. And God, I mean, it's so easy. We were like, oh, are we going to even be able to play these songs? And we just sat down and just yeah, blast, blasted I was through the EP. That because I mean, you're this is the middle of we're still in the middle of you know a fucking global pandemic. Oh, no, be an optimist here. It's not the middle. Oh, I'm sorry. Toward the end. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's the optimistic call. Come on. We're talking about fucking death, doom, melodic, yeah, yeah, like, metal. Just keep it going. <laughs> but the, I mean, so all of this song, right, you say it was a, working on a shared drive. Um, so you literally, you guys were, had never all been in the same room to, to run through these things? No, no. Like um, That's awesome. Yeah. That, that, that <laughs> just adds to those layers. That's, yeah, oh, man. Yeah. No, but Go maybe. out and pick up this album. <laughs> Yeah, we just sat down in, uh, in Brandon's basement, and we we're like, okay, I guess we're going to see what happens. And uh, yeah, it was actually kind of fucking badass, like how easy it came together. It's still a little bit sloppy, of course. But well, there is there. like a temptation when you're recording um, to you know add that extra track or add that extra, you know. <laughs> Don't and even so, get like when you get together, uh, you know, you, obviously you can't do that live unless you hire 17 other guitarists to add those in or well, loop it or whatever. Let me just say there is a lot of behind the scenes work to get it ready because. Uh, Recording, yeah, we uh, we may or may not have recorded some of those songs in totally different tunings in the same song, <laughs> which uh, has made it kind of challenging. Like in Somber Dreams, like the the title track, uh, that was recorded in like part of parts of it in D standard, parts of it in in E. <laughs> And maybe something else, but um, yeah, we had to change some things around, but we figured it out to play live. Wow. That's yeah, yeah. I mean, cause <laughs> we obviously haven't had a chance to be able to play live with this all coming about, you know, um, at the end of the pandemic. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> but um, you know, how did how did it go? Like when you got together, it was because again, you know, you've got some of those layers that you're going to have to find a way to um, kind of accommodate for. I mean, unless you bring yeah. in like somebody to play keyboards or, or the synth you know to yeah, kind of yeah. add that so you're going to lose that but you got to pick it up somewhere else yeah you know i'm we're probably not going to sound exactly like the album does sure. when we play live Everybody i mean it's just that. yeah it's it's not going to be the same because i mean, yeah if we layered you know 15 guitar parts it's, <laughs> right, it's right. not possible <laughs> uh, we don't really want to bring in a full-time key player so yeah, just no. for the few parts so brandon's probably going to take care of that like yeah. during the parts where he's not sure. like you know doing vocals and he's able to pull off some little melodic lines or whatever um it, it's going to be what it is man it's going to be a rock and roll metal show we're going to mm. have some loud ass guitars and we'll see what happens if we're missing a little guitar bit here or there fuck it who cares man the the the, one of my issues with the synth, man, is it like, I mean, yeah, it can be overdone, and especially, you know, depending on how you treat the, the signal, um, it can sound very 70s and 80s, but it's like, how do you play that live and look like you're at a fucking metal show? <laughs> you know, like, I mean, every time you see, like, at a rock and roll show, it's like, 
The keys, dude, is not really. I think the most hardcore it's motherfucker right. I've ever seen on it is like Bernie Worrell from like Parliament and Funkadelic. Like he could fucking really get up there and go crazy, but like well, it's just you're stuck. You can't move that much. <laughs> have you ever seen a? If you ever seen a Ramstein show, that's why. Oh, dude, yeah, oh, he's yeah. the treadmill. He's always on the treadmill. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I was watching that like Vakken documentary, and like he's on there. Yep. Just, <laughs> yeah, that dude's wild looking too, man. It's just like. They hired their like nerdy dude around. Hey, if you guys are listening to this, please, you know, I'm not making fun of you because I don't want my ass beat. But you know, but <laughs> the uh, yeah, I'm like they just like grabbed him. Like, hey, you know how to play keys? Cool. Here's a here's a treadmill. Here's a treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that probably all started in a basement somewhere. Like he had no room. Dude, <laughs> yeah, right. my keyboard stand. We put it on the treadmill today. Right. It's the only way I can play. <laughs> Somebody turned it on. It's the only way I can play. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with my feet. So, I mean, you've got the EP out. Uh, you are you already working on um, full length? Yes. Yeah. yeah. How many, yeah look how at the look on his eyes. The chamber here. <laughs> Man, we have a lot of riffs in the chamber, and we have like two songs like fully complete pretty much and then probably like four to six other ones like various stages and then a bunch of riffs that can become songs of like you know no time so, so a couple weeks a couple <laughs> weeks for <laughs> sure yeah right yeah no um we're, we're uh rehearsing a little bit trying to get our live set ready and you know working on these songs at the same time i would love to you know record them you know by the end of this year for sure we'll, that'd be great you know, we'll man. see how it goes you're gonna do all that in the uh, home studio you're gonna you know you know now um We'll probably new studio just opened down the road. You know, you got uh, Cam Lockwood that's doing. Uh, we were just talking about that before you got here, doing the new uh, Demiricus. Demiricus album. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw, I saw there. some videos of that. I saw uh, some drum tracks being laid down. I'm excited for that. Now we'll probably do most of it in the home studio. We probably will try to find like a big room to like or a good sounding room right. to do the drums in, and mm. then do everything else over at Ben's studio. Wow, man, that's um. <clears throat> Excuse me, that's a big undertaking, you know. I mean, it's it's cool that you guys all work so well together, and that I, I'm still like just blown away that you hadn't ever played this all together. <laughs> um, you know, again, because for me, I just I, I feed off of people's energy and like not yeah. having them in the room. Of course, we can't do that. Hey, or, it was know. a first for us too. I mean, like I'd always done everything in a band, like full band rehearsal studio situation, and just the timing did not allow for that. Yeah, to <laughs> to, to the bands out there that that put a an album out in 2020 or released one in 2021. Um, bravo, because that's mm -hmm. that was a first for everybody. Holy yeah. shit! No, it, it sucks not being able to you know play live to push the album. Well, I mean, it's certainly okay right. Anyway. <laughs> and you know, uh, you, obviously, uh, keeping a band together during all that is quite difficult as well. Um, you've seen people change projects, do new projects, all these things. I, I what you know, we've been looking on social media lately, like Scotty Ian and Lombardo are doing like. Some soundtrack that's like something on Netflix. I don't even know what they're huh. doing. Yeah, it was. I, I was. Well, they were playing with Mr. Bungle for a while. Well, right, and yeah. so like oh, yeah, I was yeah. expecting to see like Bungle posts, and uh, they were like with. They were in a big room. Like, there might have been orchestra there. I don't remember now, but uh, yeah, it was. It was a Scotty Ian post, and, and they're working on something that's getting ready. Oh, Thunder Force is that? Yes, huh. that's what it's called on Netflix. I don't know if it's out yet, but like I don't know. There must be doing music to it. Which is pretty fucking cool. I feel like Lombardo and Scotty Ian like started playing together, and it just like clicked so well. They're like, "We're gonna play together forever," you know. <laughs> uh, you know, like, and why wouldn't you? Fucking Lombardo and Scotty Ian are like ninjas, both of them. <laughs> you know, just badasses. Yeah. So, like, I mean, this is, uh, you know, definitely very. Like I said, it's a, it's a quite different step from where you were playing 
before, you know, um, is this going to be your kind of sole project that you concentrate on? I mean, I know that, you know, you're a busy guy and, and I actually knew you from food service, you know, uh, you had black metal barbecue, yeah. which probably the only black metal barbecue, uh, <laughs> themed <That's> fucking, <laughs> uh, in the, in the city. I actually had you as a guest on my, on my uh, other show yeah. many, many years ago. And that was I was awesome. I loved your fucking logo. Like, did you see the logo with the, uh, the pig with corpse yep, paint? Yep. There, <laughs> it is. there it is. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is this this is my only musical project right now. Um, I've got you know a family and two young kids and a in a job and everything. And this is yeah, that's I don't have time for another band. I don't have any inspiration to play any right, other style right, of right, music right, right. right now. This is my sole focus, you know. So, so I mean, for like all the gearheads out here that you know might be listening, which. My mom isn't really, so that's going to count. How about your mom? <laughs> no. uh, only our moms listen. Nobody else. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, what, what are you playing these days? I mean, I've seen some really cool photos of, of your uh, your axes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I've, I'm not really a, a gear guy. I wish I was, but I just I don't spend the money on it and whatever. I've got uh, so my amp. Um, it's a PV sixty five oh five. I have a. I used to have a fifty one fifty. Jay, please sell it back to me. I, I need it. <laughs> <laughs> I sold. I sold it to my uh, my buddy a long time ago, and he won't sell it back. But anyway, so I got my sixty five oh five. It's fine. Uh, you know, fifty one fifty cab. Uh, I picked up another used PV cab yesterday, actually, from Indie String Theory down the street. Oh, nice. Yeah, just to have a backup. But yeah, guitar-wise, uh, I've got a BC Rich Mockingbird. It's like an NJ series, I think, but it's got the, the neck through. Mm-hmm. Fantastic guitar. Um, it's been around, uh, played. It was used in Coffin Worm and oh. uh, some other local bands. So it's had some indie scene history, which is kind of cool. That's super cool. Yeah, no, I love that guitar. Uh, Are you a big fan of the neck through uh, on, on a guitar? Yeah, uh, I don't have any bolt-ons. You know, I've got my Gibson SG that I've had since I bought it in like '96 or whatever. That's nice. Um, yeah, that's that's my main guitar. Those things are so fucking heavy, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, dude, it's, it's fantastic. I love it. I just put a Seymour. Is it Seymour Duncan? The Super yeah. Distortion. Whoever makes yeah. that. You know. Seymour mm-hmm. Duncan. Yeah, I dropped one of those in there because I had an EMG81 in it, and I just didn't want to deal with the active pickup anymore. So I put mm-hmm. the Super Distortion in there. Oh my god, it's so crunchy and heavy. It's fantastic. Yeah. And then my only other guitar is my. 1992 Gibson Les Paul Custom Plus, which oh, is nice. my yeah. favorite guitar. Yeah. Uh, I haven't played that in a while because it's been at Ben's studio for the past, like since we started tracking the album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah. And then you, they got a pedal board with my random ass. Yep. That's know. what I was going to, where you getting the, uh, the yeah. crunch. So, well, I, you know, all the distortions coming from the amp, but um, I've got uh, what the tube screamer for a little bit of mm-hmm. overdrive punch. Um, I've got some reverb pedal. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> some delay pedal. I don't know what it sure. is. Honestly, I just they do uh, the job. Yeah, do the job. Like, yeah, I'm not a gear nerd. You but. know, I never really was either. And like I said, that's why I'm like now at, 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 probably trying to put it together and really just doing everything myself. I mean, nobody's really been over to record with me up to this point. And yeah, I'm like, I, I mean, I had basic shit. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I think I, I saw an interview with like. It's one of those like uh, guitar world, like where they go out and they catch a band like for five minutes after a show and like, hey, we're run down your gear and all this stuff. And they were like with Slayer and like, <laughs> uh, like Gary Holt and uh, and Carrie King were like, oh, I got this and I got this and I do this and I, uh, you know, I, I daisy chain them like this and this. And they got to Tom and he's like, 
uh, I, don't, I mean, like it's a base, and uh, and uh, I don't really know what I'm running. Uh, my my brother does all that. Yeah, you know? I was like, that would, that's me. That's me. I would be the most disappointing like post show interview. Like I don't know, man. Just look at my pedal board, dude. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I barely. I, I had to plug it in three different ways to get it to work right. So you know, the tone on the fucking album though is something that really stands out to me because it's rich, it's well mixed, and we you know we talked about the mix and the master a lot on the album, but I, I mean it's. The, the tone is rich, and that's something that I, I think a lot of uh, bands struggle with, especially on the first few recordings until you kind of really find your footing, is, is getting that. And you've gotten some really fucking fantastic reviews, and they've mentioned that specifically. And, and I, you know, when you're reaching for that and to try to, like, uh, I guess, you know, find the, the, the sound that identifies the band, you hear it. I mean, like, fucking, you know, Metallica, you hear it, you're like, that's Metallica. You know, you have yeah. to hear like one chord, you know, you're like, I, I know what that is, or Slayer, you know? And, uh, you know, I definitely think that you guys are, are way ahead of the game on that and like kind of Thank having you. that signature sound. Thank uh, you. I mean, you think that's coming through where just kind of how you guys have set up and recorded or, or definitely coming together more in the studio? You know, it, it's just from knowing each other a long time and knowing the sounds we're going for and, and Ben just being able to dial it in in the studio. I mean, it's honestly him uh, making everything sound as thick and lush and, and just as professional, I guess, yeah. in a home studio as possible. It um, is lush. I mean, yeah. 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 I think that's a very, very apt you know, yeah. adjective. And We weren't going for like a, like harsh tones. We just, we wanted everything to like sound together mm -hmm. and, you know, well blended. As and, pleasing as doomy death metal can be. Yeah, <laughs> just so, <laughs> soaked in reverb and delay, you know, just giving off that, that vibe we were going for. I mean, it's there's a ton of... Well, and, you know, um, vocals are separated out in, in a very nice way, and that's one of the things that I, you know, I'm kind of picky about when I'm listening to new bands is, like, listening to that mix and, and seeing if it just disappears into the mix, you know, particularly with, uh, with death... You know, it just drops so, not death, the band, just death metal. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, no offense to Chuck. <laughs> um, but, you know, it just kind of disappears in the mix. And, like, sometimes intentionally, so that's cool, you know. But it's like, sometimes it can come off very amateurish, especially when somebody drops their, their first EP and you're like, hey, what the hell, where are, where is the vocalist, you know? <laughs> right. It's like, at the same yeah. time, you've got, like, a guitar, like, you're like, wait a minute, what am I listening to here, you yeah. know? So you, you feel the vocals sit on the mix very well? Oh, or? yes. Very well. So, yeah. yeah. Very and, well. And, you know, and that's something that I'd even go back and say with, you know, that's Harakiri. Brand, right? Like, yep. I mean, it, Harakiri is the same thing, you know? Like, it, the recordings are always, like, it, it's, it, it, right, it just sits on top, yeah. but it's, like, integrated, right? It doesn't Balanced. feel like it just got, like, added in as yeah. an afterthought. And, you know, that's, I think sometimes, a lot of times, that can that can happen, you know? You just, like, you've got the tune written and, you know, throw the lyrics on top. But I mean, are you writing the lyrics first or, or not you but you know brandon is brandon writing lyrics first and you're kind of working backwards no. or is that a process that happens the other way around since you guys are all working separately yeah no we'll, we'll lay down the like the whole musical track first or like most of it at least and then brandon will start working on his uh lyrics after that um but god damn he's amazing <laughs> like all the stuff on the ep he there was no more than two takes on any one of those songs like he laid down everything like first wow, first really? take, pretty much speaking like, of layers god yeah like <laughs> <laughs> you mean first we find out the EP's you know pretty much brand new. We we love it. It sounds fantastic. Then we find out it's all home studio, <laughs> and then we find out it's all been done separately. And now we find out that on this four track EP, it only took eight total takes pretty, at most. Yeah, pretty much to I do mean, the entire album. I, we were done basically Jesus. in like one afternoon. Like he did, he just came in and <laughs> that dude is 
he's just brutal and loud and he's on it, you know. All the labels are going to be like taking note right now. You're gonna be, they're going to be like, what? I, we don't even care if these guys are good. They're not going to waste any studio time. Like. <laughs> she, she yeah, no, dude. Um, and his vocals are just amazing. It, that, I mean, so easy to mix too because, I mean, it, just on point, like mm -hmm. solid. He's not all over the place, like volume-wise. So, it, I mean... Fantastic. Lyrically, uh, like, or I guess thematically, you know, where where are you guys reaching for? On the, at least on the EP, was there kind of a, a, a thought of the way that the songs flowed thematically uh, on the album? You know, lyrically, or just you know, kind of had to because you had so much other stuff out there, and you kind of had to whittle it down to like, okay, well, it's an EP. You got four tracks you can put on, you know, and some, yeah. No, those, I mean, those are the four songs that we finished first. <laughs> you know, right, honestly, right, right, and then. Um, you know, thematically, you know, you'd have to ask Brandon, like mostly, but I mean, it's the theme, you know, is like loss, you know, uh, kind of like a last man on earth mm. kind of thing, uh, as Brandon has put it in like past interviews. Um, you know, just tragedy dealing with that sort of thing. And all the songs, you know, pretty much have that theme. And as far as the order of the songs, I mean, we just went with the order that sounded best, honestly. Sure, sure. Um, that, I think, order, that order works. Yeah, yeah. And I think Deliverance kind of came last too, because that was, you know, that song was originally like the working title was like last day, you know, kind of about that last day um, where Jeremy was here yeah. with us and it just kind of ended up fitting as like the last song on there, which I, I thought was pretty cool because it has some different elements than the other songs do. I mean, it's got like a more aggressive part, like towards the end than some of the other songs have, which was just kind of a cool way to go out on the album. You, do you think, uh, you know, you kind can. of, and this gets deep and I don't want to get poke and prod too yeah. emotional, but like, I mean, is it like a thought of like, hey, well, I wonder what he would think of this album? Like, I mean, would he love this or were he writing, you know? Because, I mean, it's, you know, obviously uh, him passing, you know, created this this whole project. Yeah. Um, you know, it precipitated. That was a fancy word I was looking there for and go. lost hey. it. But uh, <laughs> we'll just have to edit out the shitty, like, you know. The but yeah, but, working. <laughs> right. Precipitated, you know, the, the, the band. And, you know, obviously uh, that shows up lyrically. And, and, and musically uh, across the board, um, I mean, is that something that is you just kind of regularly are thinking about as, as you're performing or thinking? Yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of going back, like, do I know, what would he think of this? I don't know. He was, <laughs> who knows? He was, uh, you know, a very modest dude, but uh, in, into all different kinds of styles of music. You know, I don't know if I ever heard Jeremy listen to, you know, Death Doom. He definitely was a fan of death metal, but he was a fan of everything. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, to this day, like when I'm writing, you know, a lot of those same thoughts just come yeah. back, just like feelings. I mean, it's a lot different now than it was years sure. ago, like soon after he passed. I mean, you deal with things and you, you don't necessarily move on, but you deal with things differently. So, I mean, I don't know where I'm going with this right now. But <laughs> <laughs> we don't either. But, but, don't yeah, worry. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we have no idea. But yeah, I mean, it's always in my head for sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah. man. I mean, it's definitely, you know, that's the kind of, uh, I guess, loss and, and, and loneliness and all that stuff definitely is, you know. Uh, part of metal it's like yeah, in the fabric yeah. of the dna uh, particularly in, in like uh death and doom genres um you know as as you move on to full album you know like you said i mean time kind of starts to heal everything and yeah. so you know uh that inspiration you know it's like it's hard to draw on that same subject matter oh, for, yeah. for too long you know it's gonna we're we're gonna evolve you know like some of the songs that we're gonna be including on the full length are like carryovers from you know years ago so i mean it's not gonna be too far off of the mm. ep at least for some of it some of it's gonna be different you know we're gonna be pulling from you know different inspiration obviously just because it hits but i mean it's still gonna be the same vibe i mean we're not gonna sure. totally change 
trajectory there. <laughs> Do you have any uh, like carryover riffs that never made it into like hard carry songs? And yeah, I mean, I know that's been a little while because you took a big break from playing yeah. uh, and recording live, but. You know, I, I've thought about that. I don't know. I, there are some, and I've been trying to think if there's ways I could use them uh, <laughs> in this band, but I, do, I just really don't see it fitting right. mostly. Stylistically, like, yeah, it's totally different, yeah. You know, like everything now is way more melodic, and, you know, a lot of the stuff Harakiri was writing towards the end that we never got to record, it was getting to be in that kind of, like, gore gutsy vibe right, where it's right. just, like, yeah, dissonant kind of just, like, craziness and mm -hmm. I don't really see that fitting. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't see, yeah, in somber dreams, but... With Gorguts, but with covering But yeah, I mean, I, there are a few songs that Harakiri did that I would still love to get down in the studio one of these days. But yeah, bring it back. I mean, that'd be, yeah. that'd be pretty damn cool. You I'd know, be all right with that. Yeah. Like I said, I really like the vibe and and the atmosphere of the album. And I was just thinking, like as a whole, you know, uh, I mean, it's obviously not like a concept album, but it, it it there were parts of it atmospherically anyway, not performance wise or songwriting wise. It kind of uh, Made me uh, think a little bit of like uh, Uncle Ass and the Deadbeats, where you just kind of like have that like it's full, it's in your face, and but it's like it's just all consuming, you know? Yeah. Does that make any sense? Where yeah. it's just like yeah. it fills the air so much, and you're just like, yes, this is oh powerful. And yeah. It makes me want to. It makes me want to like just turn it turn it up to eleven. Right. right. And, and oh, knowing that makes me happy, and know that it's not going to be over the top, over distorted. Yeah. It's it's going to sound really fucking mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Nice, nice. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's like, uh, I mean, I like it still, which is weird because usually like I'll release an album, you know, like I've done a, a number of times before. And then after a while, I don't want to listen to it. Mm. I, it I, I still enjoy these songs. I like to listen to them. You know, they mean a lot. I think they sound cool. Um, you know, there's a part in Nameless Burial that I love just where the guitar kind of drops off by itself and just then it just feels soaring and floaty. It's like, man, I've never written anything like that before. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, that, it's it, like I said, it's a great album, man. So what are you guys going to, I mean, you, I know you're trying to get to a point where you can uh, head out and play live. Is, is there anything really kind of on the radar? Is that going to happen soon? Yeah. I know this is like the like permanent theme, at least while all the shit's going on, is you know live shows and the lack yep. thereof. Um, Kyle had mentioned that it looks like Europe's kind of letting up a little bit and there's yeah. some tours kind of starting to happen again here in the States. Obviously, we're not quite seeing that happen yet. Uh, you know, venues are really, really restricted. Uh, you know, it's it, you preparing for that or, you know, is there like a, a bigger plan here? No. Because, I mean, you've got connections. I mean, you've been you've gotten quite a lot of attention. You've been signed. You've had all these albums released. I mean, it's it's sitting out there to, for, you know, the, <laughs> the emails and phone calls. But... Uh, well, we did book our first show. I, I hasn't been announced yet, so I don't think I can say what it is. Okay. But like, it's yeah, later this year we do have one date booked. We've turned down a couple other show offers already, mm. just because they just didn't make sense. Um, it's here, right? Somewhere. Yes, <laughs> it's here in Indy. Um, as, long, as long as it, it you know all pans out, I don't know when it's going to be announced or anything. But yeah, we did we did book our first show. Super. We're, um, we're probably not going to do any like touring anytime soon. We've yeah. got families and things like that. You know, our, our goal is to get on some festivals, maybe do some dates around those. Like when that stuff starts happening again. Um, mainly, you know, we want to focus on putting out quality, you know, albums and stuff like that. Yeah, but man. Like, well, you've definitely done that. I mean, how has the reception been, you know? Oh, uh, because, you know, without a way to, like, promote at shows, uh, I mean, the reviews have been fucking fantastic. You know, it, it's kind of blown my mind, actually. Like, this was... You know, when we started this band, it was just, you know, yeah, we're going to record at Ben's house and we're going to, you know, put something out and we'll self-release it and our friends will hear it and cool, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then, right. you know, Sean at Wiseblood was like, hey, you guys want to be my first signing? And we're like, okay, 
sure, <laughs> why not? We're going to put this out ourselves. You're going to help us. Okay, cool. Um, and like, oh my God, we've, you know, we, we sold out of the first pressing of CDs like fairly quickly and the tapes are about gone. Like, I, I don't know how many digital, um, right. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know, we've I've sold, got the digital, but, uh, I, I, I'm holding out for the vinyl. Holding out for vinyl. Well, it's never going to happen, is no, it? No, it, it is, is actually. With, oh, okay, great. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I can't talk to the details yet, but hopefully by the end of uh, here in a couple of weeks, we should be able to talk right, about that. cool. But, uh, I'll be very happy. It is, supposedly, it is coming out on vinyl. <laughs> cool. No, uh, I, I, it's, you know, again, we talked about this last time with Kyle, you know, in the different formats, and um, definitely seeing a lot of, like, you know, people moving into tapes. It's cheap. It's easy yeah. to get it out. Uh, but I don't have any way of playing that. Yeah, and I, and I love the great. vinyl, you know. Yeah. Was that the tapes don't sound that great, honestly. I mean, right. They're right. cool. It's physical media. Like it's kind of, you know, I buy them every once in a while just to buy them as long as it comes with a download code. But I, mean, <laughs> you know, like, I like it. Just, they just, I don't know. They don't sound that great. But I mean, the reception has been amazing. Sean has done a phenomenal job, you know, it's a new label. Like I, oh my God, he, he's been fantastic. He's, he's a great he, guy, man. Oh, he's, he's great. He's gotten us, you know, coverage in like magazines and blogs everywhere, you know, solid reviews. I, like it's kind of mind blowing, like the attention that it's gotten, you know, for well, just a nobody band, you know, going back to what you said about, uh, you know, you, you wanted to record this with your friends and it's going to be heard by our friends and family. And that's, that's it. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, that setting that level of expectation, I think really didn't put a whole lot of pressure on you guys. And because mm -hmm. that pressure wasn't there, uh, you have come up with this masterpiece of an EP. Mm -hmm. Oh, thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah, I think that pressure is always what like, kind of stifles the creativity, and you can always listen to the success of bands. Um, like, after a really fucking fantastic, badass album, they have Try a hard time to, like, kind of one-up themselves, you know, yeah. on that next album, and we've seen it happen over and over and over again. Yeah, I mean, and we've, like, talked about that, you know, um, and we've just decided we're just going to do what we do and not yeah. worry about it. I mean, like, who cares? Like, whatever, if it sucks, it sucks. It's you're not, having fun. Yeah. <laughs> you're hanging out with friends, you're playing music. Well, I mean, yeah. in 2021, we have the benefit of looking at 50 years of, of metal releases and seeing, you know, that the people that did it the best did exactly that, you know, it recorded for themselves, you know, they yeah. wrote for themselves and like, Hey, I mean, death, we've mentioned earlier. I mean, that's a perfect example. Like he wasn't fucking pandering to anybody. He's like, no. Oh, you don't like that. I've totally changed our genre again. <laughs> Fuck off. You know? Yeah. And we were just, then don't listen to it. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. That dude, I mean, you can't probably literally not give a shit. Him. We were talking about that before we started. Yeah. We were just talking about that. You know, we'd go to Europe and be like, nah, I want to go home. Just <laughs> oh, I fuck know. Right. <laughs> just like, and and like, like a third time. And he was like, Oh, we're going to go to Europe. And they're like, no, 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 you're not coming here. We already fucking know you're going to go home. <laughs> Crying <dude."> wolf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, it's funny. Don't do that, man. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, would you guys be, and I know that, you know, like you said, you got families, you're pretty, you're pretty planted here. Um, that does, is a very convenient place in the country to be able to uh, play festivals and do their shows because yeah. we are very kind of conveniently located to a lot of states. Uh, we can be in, fuck, what, nine different states within four hours, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And so... Um, but you know, would you entertain the idea I'll of doing on that one later? Like, like, a, <laughs> yeah. Would you would you entertain the idea of doing like a, a short European, you know, jaunt? I mean, of course, yeah. I mean, I'm, I would definitely entertain it. You know, would it happen? Who knows? But God, yeah, hell yeah. Do you I've guys ever um, toured Europe? I've only did you toured... see where the where the um, downloads and and uh, albums go? Are you sending them out yourselves, or is that going through Wise Blood? Wise Blood's doing it. Um, but yeah, we've got some Europeans who love this shit. <laughs> awesome. I'll, I'll say that. German. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Right. Weird. The Germans yeah. know they're fucking metal. The Germans are all over it. 
Yeah, no, no, it's surprising. You know, I like to look at the the map. You know, I guess you can get like on Bandcamp and it'll like show you like where like oh, stuff's that's like cool. going to. And I'm like, wow. I mean, this kind of, you know, I like, you know, we're selling our T-shirts. I'm like, people are paying ridiculous prices to have me ship them like a shitty T-shirt over to Japan. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, that shipping cost is like uh, twice as much as the shirt. But, you know, especially right now, um, you know, as we wrap up, I, I want people to understand like where they can get this stuff. And like, I I've literally had stuff uh, purchased because of everything shutting down and there was no live shows. And if people out there don't realize this, and I would think that everyone does, if you're listening to us sit around and bullshit about, you know, <laughs> like metal that, uh, that, you know, that's a really strong way to support uh, bands that you love and all across the board, you know, I mean, people I've, I've chatted with a couple of people that are like in, you know, signed to have 13, 14 albums and things. And like, they're still scrapping, trying to figure out how to make some fucking money. Yeah. I mean, you know, we shit, we Gary Holt's putting shit on eBay all the time, like old Slayer mm -hmm. passes and stuff yeah. like that. It's, you know, it's without the, that income coming through into being able to like get out there to the shows, like selling merch online, but you don't have the uh, kind of built in audience literally to, to say, Hey, you love the show. Here's we're selling shirts. Yeah. Now you kind of got to try to reach everybody. And so Bandcamp has been a pretty great way of being able to reach out. And I mean, I've bought shirts of people that live here in the city and just say, I don't care. I'll pay for it. I'll pay to have it mailed yep. to me, even though we're local because, you know, restaurants, you know, and where the industry I'm in, it, 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 we've been crushed, but I think that, uh, the music industry is probably the only industry that's been crunched worse. Yeah, um, you know, oh, damn. I'm glad I'm not relying on it. <laughs> no, right. like that yeah. would be pretty fucking terrible. I don't know how you restaurant folks do it. I mean, it's it's been rough. Yeah, but yeah. Bandcamp is, you know, oh my god, it's so easy these days. I mean, if there was no like back in the day, like how the hell would have a band like dealt with a pandemic? You know, right. <laughs> like mailing MySpace. lists, like MySpace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, here. You know, I feel dumb. Like you know, getting like on social media and like, hey, you know, we got shirts for sale. Like every few days. No, it's <laughs> but, great though because you know some guy people like me see that. We'll and then you're like, we'll oh shit, I forgot to get that thing. Wait mm -hmm. a minute, what, there was something cool I saw. Like, I just ended up uh, trying to support A bars and B live music. I just bought uh, one of the new uh, St. Vitus shirts nice. uh, to support the place. Um, but I mean, it is an avenue that you can actually help. And I know that people constantly are like, how can we help the bands? And that shit goes, you know, it stays within their pockets. It doesn't go to like 17 other, like, well, not producers, but like, you know, record execs and all these things yeah. to make, you know, David Geffen super wealthy. You know, it's actually staying within the band there. Uh, what kind of merch do you guys have out there on Bandcamp now? Right now? I mean, we've got uh, cassettes, which are running out. We've got um, CDs of the EP. And we've got, uh, we're out of regular logo shirts. We've got short sleeve and uh, like what the four-sided long sleeve uh, tees based on the cover art from the EP right now. Nice. So, People love the four-sided. Yeah, dude, I I've, don't. I've got to have the short, but I mean. Yeah, I get too hot. But I mean, actually, right. like I, I kept one of the it's long sleeves. It's good for death metal drummers. You yeah, know? there you go. <laughs> you know, sweatpants, you know, long <laughs> right. sleeve shirt. <laughs> I kept, no shoes. I kept a long sleeve for myself because it, it's super fucking comfortable. I will say that. So I like wear it at home. You know, I'm still kind of weird about wearing my own band merch out. Like I'm sure, no, but guys, you, but. you can do that. Just don't wear it to your own show. There, right? yeah. there you go. I mean, I guess I if you're think, badass enough, you can, right? Just fuck yeah, you can. It's all it's marketing, a man. Rule, man. You gotta let people know, you know, like there. Yeah, but there's exceptions to you wearing. You can't go a to shirt. a merciful fade show wearing a merciful fade. No, but you can go to like so. You can a hundred percent like Slayer is an exception because everybody wants to show that like what 
cool obscure show they went to yeah, then yeah, they got yeah. the tour shirt say maiden maiden maiden's yeah. a big exception yep, you know yep. and again it's the same thing because you're you know you're I, fuck i was uh, at a maiden show maybe like six seven years ago in st louis and a dude in front of me he didn't look much older than me but he definitely he must have been because we're he had a maiden shirt on from like fucking somewhere in time or something and i was like <laughs> and it was the tour shirt and i was like damn dude like, did your dad take your? I mean, like, and he's like, dude, I'm like, yeah, I don't remember how old he was, but he was like in his 60s. And I was like, shit, you look fantastic, man. You're like 40 years old. And uh, he's like, yeah, man. He's like, I've seen all kinds of shit, you know? And then, like, he's t- telling me about how badass it was to see, like, Metallic on the Ride the Lightning tour. Oh, I'm nice. like, oh my wow. God, dude. Like, so there are exceptions. You can wear the shirts, and, you know, and some of the bands, obviously, it's, it's you know, kind of a, a badge of honor. Like, yeah, I saw them fucking 15 years ago before they were cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, so maybe that's why we all need to get Mother of Grave shirts, because, I mean, you're like, oh, whatever. I have the fucking EP logo <laughs> shirt. I have the four sided long sleeve. What do you have? Oh, you got their seventh <laughs> album shirt, you know? You know, <laughs> I'm being optimistic here for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Buy our merch. <laughs> but so, yeah, buy the merch, man. Check it out. And so and it, you could get confused looking for it on because obviously usually everybody just Googles, you know, Bandcamp, Mother of Graves, something like that. And it's not going to go to a, a dedicated Mother of Graves uh, Bandcamp page because and that was the first time I saw that, I was like, oh, shit, wait, I'm in the wrong place. But it goes to Wise Blood, right? Um, they're kind of they're kind of connected. They like, are right. Yeah. So like Wise Blood has uh, we do have like motherofgraves.bandcamp.com or whatever. Right. We do have that. It, but um, Wise Blood has since we're signed to Wise Blood, uh, we're somehow connected to their page. So it kind of right. just and, and that's where I <laughs> wanted to, to, to point that out because you know just uh, take take a step back, look at the screen yeah. because it doesn't really matter. Buy it, buy it from anywhere. You're gonna go and, and and you know just don't navigate away because there's some real cool shit. Uh, apparently, maybe vinyl coming soon. We don't know. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Got to check the website in a couple of weeks. We're just going to fucking hold this episode till there's vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> it really sucks to have announcements uh, that we can't That you talk can't about. make. Yeah, yeah right, right, really right. Sucks. Well, it is the way, you know, especially when you've got, you know, so many moving parts and so many people involved. And so, I, I mean, I look forward to anything that, you know, you guys release. And you know, I'm certainly looking forward to the LP uh, coming out here at some time. Awesome. I mean, you know, we're hell, we're yeah. already damn near what, a quarter of the way through yeah. 2021 now. So, I mean, it's going to be there before we know it. We're know? working fast, man. Like, hopefully it's sooner than later for sure. And hopefully we, when we get to see you perform, you won't uh, have to be wearing a mask, you know? Hopefully we're all vaccinated and awesome and great yes. and not yeah. hold my breath on that. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We'll see, man. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. I miss live shows so bad. Yeah, man. Yeah. What I was mean, the last one? Oh, man. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a good question. What was the last one? God, it was something Kyle booked at uh, Black Circle. Um a death metal show. I don't even remember who played them, honestly. We were Ed and I were supposed to drive to Chicago and see Mayhem. That was going to be the Good next Friday. one. Yeah. Oh man, nice. God, that's <laughs> been a year then. Yeah. 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 That was the next one we were going to see, and I don't remember who I saw last. I mean, uh, I don't know. You know, it's mine was probably not won't fit with this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Went and saw Rod Tough Curls of the Bench Press at what? the Vogue. They're a cover, a cover band. Okay, I was like, I don't uh, know. No. It, uh, it's a lot of drinking. What words are you saying? Explain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, man. No, I think the last metal show I was at was, was Maiden. You know, no, no, I definitely, well, you know what? It might have been, it might have been when they came through on that last yeah. leg, yeah. 
That's tough. I, I'm pretty sure I saw stuff after that local stuff, but I, I really don't remember it. This whole year's just yeah. been a fucking blur. It's erased it's my hard. memory. Yeah. <laughs> right? No shit. I, I know. I look at the dates, and I'm like, oh, was it Death Angel? I think I saw them. I'm like, no, shit, that was like four fucking years ago. I don't know. <laughs> you know? It's tough, you know? And, and so we do want uh, to point everybody. Uh, in the show notes, we will have links that go over to the Bandcamp page uh, for Mother of Graves. Uh, any uh, social media that, that people can hunt you down and find out what's going on there, or is it kind of inactive at the moment? No, man. Uh, Instagram, just look up Mother of Graves on there. I think that's what we're called. Facebook, follow us on there. We post most updates on every platform. You know, that's uh, I've got my personal Twitter, which I blab about. You know, Mother of Graves shit on there, but whatever. You don't yeah, need to yeah, follow me right. on there. I, I, I know that's about the. I communicate with you the most. I just recently jumped back on Twitter. I was like, well, yeah, it's I'm here for like five people. You know, I was like, no, hey, <laughs> that's how it is. You know, get a couple likes on a tweet. You no, know, like I just, Chris eats cheese, right? Is that what? Yeah, yeah. No, it's that was my old handle, Chris eats cheese. It's Chris ate cheese now. <laughs> I switched it up. You lactose intolerant now? Is that why? <laughs> no, no. It's just I was. Historically, I have eaten cheese. So well, know. right, yeah. It, 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 it just, it's an evolution, enough. man. It's an evolution. Uh, and Wise Blood also puts up a lot of stuff, um, you know, promoting yes. obviously all the of the new signings that they've got going on. They've promoted the album really well, um, and actually, they've given us a couple shout outs um, for being a pretty new show. Sean's fucking great. Yes. Um, and I, I think that you've got a really nice partnership there uh, with with the team. Uh, and like I said, you know, you or you said that the, the reviews coming through have been fantastic. He's gotten into the right hands. Uh, nobody has shit on the album at all. I mean, it's, you really put together a hell of an EP and thank you. I, I can't wait to see you guys live. Thank you. Yeah. We, we can't wait to do it live for everybody, man. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. We're working on that live show. We'll be there. We front hell front yeah. row. Fuck yeah, we will be. Hell Fucking yeah. A. Awesome. <laughs> well, Chris, thanks for coming by. Ed, nice talking to you That's as good to always. See you uh, thank you guys for joining into a 440 podcast where you will always stay in tune with your metal. metal.